Ready, down, put, 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 put. Scanning. Control. Manipulate scientific data. Take over. Blast control. World government. Shut down infrastructure. Shivering link to China. Look at this person. From Japan and upstate New York, it is uh, XFL InfoWars episode number two. Uh, thanks, everybody, today for joining us. We are, I am sitting here in Japan, and uh, if you hear noise in the background, I've got construction going outside my window, and, da and Dave is stuck uh, in a, basically in, a, in the middle, probably almost in the middle of a snow drift up there in upstate New York. And uh, yeah, we're going to sit here, we're going to talk uh, about the past week kind of look at what transpired not only outside the lines but also inside the lines and uh dave buddy i guess that's where we, we we should start um you watched all the games this past week as yes. as i did and uh we've come to a conclusion here just you know right now the best offense going on in the league is the, the team that really nobody's talking about and that's seattle I agree, hundred percent. They, they are they are moving the ball uh, pretty consistently week to week. It, it's it's great to see. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's over. It's been great football, and you know, I mean, this past week when it comes to the the games themselves, I mean, every game really went. Every game was competitive. Every game, you know, not none of the games were lacking. Um, when it comes to play and the play has gotten better. You can tell now that things are starting to gel with a lot of these teams. Oh, oh, certainly. Um, the, the work between the offenses, the work in the defenses has certainly made the game flow um, a lot better than even just a couple weeks earlier. It's great to see. Yeah. And um, you know, but then the flip side is, I mean, the crowds have been at least in the, in, in week three, uh, a bit lackluster. I was expecting more out of Houston when it came to their crowd. Yeah, I think Houston's, I, I think it's a tough situation. I think the stadium, it's just not the, it's not great sight lines. It just doesn't seem like it's a, a great place to host a football game. I mean, they, yeah. they, they put some of those tarps up to cover the areas they weren't selling. So they didn't look like empty seats, but it's still tough to, it's, it's still tough to have that crowd look good when the first 10 rows you're not selling so you really can't right. you can't avoid not seeing that yeah and then in, in dallas you know arlington i still call i mean old timers like us still think of it as dallas but in arlington in the stadium i mean there was about the same crowd around 10,000 11,000 i think but then you had a lot of there was like tar i mean the crowd wasn't even near the field. They kind of pushed them away and then put tarp up logos. And I didn't know what the thinking was behind that because it didn't give it to me. It just kind of gave it a um, almost kind of like when the first XFL was around, when the crowd started dying, they started, they started trying to make it look a little bit more prettier for TV. And it just didn't looking at it going, okay, that doesn't make sense. The, you know, you should bring the crowd closer to the field. So I don't know what the thinking was there. Yeah, and 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 I and I I went to Arlington first. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I I think because it's it's a baseball stadium first, and that's yeah. why they they put those tarps on the first week or the other week before. People were complaining about why were all these empty seats here. So now they tried to cover it up so it it would glend it would not look. You couldn't see an empty seat, but you see an advertising. So that would look to blend in like the crowd. Yeah, um, but going back to Houston real quick, because I I got I jumped back and forth on the on the two stadiums. 
it, it's a big stadium. And I, I think that that's the, when it's, when you're looking at a 40, 50,000 seat stadium and, and it's less, it's less than half full. It's hard to hide that. Right. Right. That's basically what happens. It's hard to hide that regardless of how you sell it. Yeah. Well, and then, but the good news is, I guess, you know, I always, and I'm, I'm, you know, on social media, I kind of, I kind of dwell upon the negative, I think a little bit too much, but realistically on the, on the, on the, on the flip side is the, the crowd at DC, even though it was, it was a smaller crowd it was by, I think about 16,000, but they had that soccer stadium rocking. It looked like, and I mean, it looked good optics wise on TV. And clearly it was a great game and the crowd was into it. Agreed. I mean, I, I think DC in the, in the size of the stadium is perfect for the XFL. If they could find eight, eight places like, like DC, I think it would, it would look and feel um, so much better than some of these other places that we've been talking about, but right. it was a great crowd. I mean, I, I think the the beer snake gets a little overhyped, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, when you when you when you have the place over eighty percent filled, it, it's going to be a good time. I right. Mean, it's yeah. it's going to be if there's a good game going on. The people are going to be into it. It was it was a it was a great it was a great game. Period. Yeah. And then we had Vegas, and actually this time around, it looked like there were six thousand people in the stadium. So. It didn't seem to me like they were fudging the numbers or counting people that didn't show up. It, it was. It didn't feel. Obviously, the weather was better, even though it was windy. But it didn't feel like a repeat of the of the first game there um, when they. Uh, it didn't feel like the first game there when it was raining. It was painted field. It just. It was a generally bad looking overall. So, but um, and that was a great game too. And uh, I kind of feel bad. I thought I was rooting for Vegas, and uh, they snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um, so, yeah. So overall, though, attendance was up, and obviously, be- the reason for that was because of the crowd in DC. But here we are, week three. The crowds of there's a little bit of a bump on attendance, and we know realistically coming up here for week four, there's going to be a huge bump in attendance with the St. Louis game there. Um, you know, I keep checking the Twitter feed and it's all about, Hey, we're selling out. It's we're opening up. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not expecting to sell out the actual stadium, but they're opening up. It's kind of like when the BC lions, I, I'm looking at it from that, put my CFL fan hat on. I go, okay. So it's like when the BC lions, uh, their first game last year, opened up the second deck you know, because they sold more tickets. And I mean, I understand the, you know, everybody's hanging their hat on the St. Louis game to help increase attendance. But the question I have going into week four is that's great. Okay. But what about the other three games and the crowds and those games? Cause I mean, people are going to watch those games. Hopefully if they can, you know, stay up late, late, <laughs> stay stay up late enough because uh, the TV schedule got moved around too, but that's a conversation here for a little bit later. Um, so what do you think about St. Louis? A lot of there, there's a lot. I'm not saying the league's not banking itself on XF on, on, on St. Louis per se, but they are, they have really been um, hyping it for the past month. Like that. This is regardless of what the other crowds have been. Let's see they're, they're like looking at this as their showcase. Like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is bad. This is that. But now look, here is St. Louis. It's like, right. It seems like this is their flagship team now. And we, it, it's going to be a great crowd. No yeah. doubt about it. They've, yeah. they've had, they've had an extra month. It's a, it's a city that supports football. It's done right. that in the past. I I'm, I'm, I'm really curious on where they are at the, after the fifth game than yeah. where they are at the first game. Yeah. Because, because we've been yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get that splash. Uh I don't I mean we, we not even living in St. Louis and I see it all the time. So they they are definitely spending a lot of money uh to make this happen. But it'll be 
interesting to see and how many of those how many of those people here week one are repeat customers or season ticket holders or, right. or how they got there for week one because if you have 40,000 week one and 15,000 week five or the fifth home game the 40,000 no one remembers about right yeah and they've also the, the XFL I mean they kind of backloaded the schedule I mean the the Battle Hawks have been on the road the first four games, or yeah, first three games. So now they're coming into, you know, and, and so the, obviously the Battle Hawks are going to play most of their games at home the rest of the season. So to me, it kind of feels I get up, and for people that are listening that don't know their football history, you need to know what the All American Football Conference was because when I'm seeing all this, I keep going back to my history my, my history book and i do did bring a, the aafc history book with me which is a great little book but it just seems it has a cleveland browns feel because you had in the aafc you had two i mean when they merged with the nfl realistically they brought you know, obviously they brought cleveland and san francisco which were their two strongest markets and they brought the baltimore courts which really wasn't one of their stronger markets, but it was, it was workable, but I'm, I'm getting that feeling that you're really only seeing right now, maybe two to three markets that are really supporting their franchises. And then you got the other five and I'm just kind of curious. It's going to be interesting to see where we get by the end of the season <clears throat> with attendance. Cause we just still don't know about Seattle. So in, in talking about, attendance and everything that kind of leads me into talking about the tv ratings and the adjustments made moving forward for this weekend because there was a huge shuffle network wise to get the xfl product on mainstream tv yeah i mean it it'll be really interesting to see uh the the role that it seems like espn is ESPN slash Disney is, is making a larger commitment on their main channels to show these games. So I, I, a lot of people have been talking about how that's, that's a great thing because, Hey, now it's going to be on a more supported channel within the family. But I'm curious, they were trying to build an FX. They were actually for FX good ratings right and I, i'm just, i'm really i'm really curious nothing was really said about why they did that um i'd be really curious to see what will be shown at that time instead yeah and how and how a game at 10 o'clock i think the 10 o'clock game is on espn too how that's good i mean i'm curious in how those are going to end up working out because I, I just, I don't personally, I don't view those changes as positive things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I read it. I'm like, okay. Now with that said, we live in a changing marketplace now. So, I mean, I mean, we, let's face it. I mean, the way TV is nowadays, everything's digital. I mean, streaming aside, that's a whole that's a whole other subject. But let's just talk your basic cable satellite packages. Well, to find FX, it's not that hard. I mean, it's really, I mean, unless you're an old person and, you know, here in Japan, I mean, we've got satellite TV, but, you know, here in my house, we cut, we, we cut the cord. So we've got the basic, we don't, we don't pay for cable. So I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm hopeful that, you know, this move to, uh, you know, for lack of a better term for me would be channel seven. Cause that's what I'm used to in Chicago. The, you know, for people who live in Chicago that want to see the XFL will be able to go to channel seven, but I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, they're going to maybe get more eyeballs, but I don't know how much, how many more eyeballs it's going to be significant enough to justify, I mean, the executives, is it going to be a, a significant enough boost to justify 
for the executives to keep the team on on network TV through the championship. Yeah. And, and something I was thinking about too, is I don't, uh, obviously we don't know how much ads are and how they run. Right. But I'm, I'm wondering if the games were moved to either make good or even out or add to what existing sponsors are already paying. Okay. So if there, I don't know, I don't know if there's a guaranteed viewership that's part of the sponsorship. If you are buying ads for these games and if they're not, if they're not hitting ratings or they're not hitting eyeballs or if they're not hitting that maybe by moving these games to, to the, the main, the main ESPN family that this would get them a greater value or a better value for their ads. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of reasons why this was done because it just seemed like, I don't know. It just, after three weeks, Hey, we're moving the games. Find them yeah, here it's now. just like, okay, we're, we're to, why? Okay. And the decision wasn't explained. And that's kind of where I have an issue yeah. with the XFL right now. Now, with Vince McMahon, you kind of knew there was a method to the madness. And for the first version, it was on NBC. They stuck with NBC. I mean, the one thing they didn't change was their commitment with NBC. You knew where to find the games. and But again, that was 20 years ago. But even then, 20 years ago, it was, you know, you had UPN. And the, the XFL yep. was also on different uh, networks, too. But yeah, this one just felt like sheer desperation. And with that said, at about the same time that's happening, you've got, you know, the rock coming out going, Hey, we beat the NFL combine in the ratings. And I'm like, that ain't something to brag about because nobody watches the NFL combine. And with that said, the NFL combine is on one channel and you know, the NFL network's pretty much everywhere now, but nobody wants, you know, I'm not going to tune into practice. I mean, I've done football practice in my lifetime. I don't need, it's, you know, It'd be like, you know, tuning in, you know, you watch a war movie. Are you going to watch a war movie about basic training? Well, you're going to watch a war movie. Yeah, some people are going to tune in for the basic training and the nostalgia part of it, but most are going to watch a war movie. And the same thing, it's like, okay, that's really nothing to brag about. Yeah. And then the other part of the, the ratings thing is, is obviously they came out lower than what they were the week before, but then you've got commentators, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say his name straight up. Mike Mitchell comes out and tries to spin this like this is a positive. And I don't know. I mean, I was trained as an intelligence analyst, you know, for 20 some years in the Navy. And as, as somebody who has done analysis for the court system. And I look at those numbers going, those are shit numbers. Talk me off the ledge, man. Tell me, what am I missing? Yeah. I get the, the one thing, one thing we don't know is what, what they're budgeting for and right. on the on the financial side. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, well, if 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 the XFL as a league walked into this thinking that they were gonna make money year one, right, then then that that's a whole different issue. Yeah. But yeah. and we I think we know they did they knew that going in. They're they're gonna lose money on this. I mean But it, it it's gonna come down to what's the threat what's the threshold that year one will be. And I think, I think that's what, that's what we're going to, we're going to find out over the course of the rest of the season is because we never heard what they expected. Even that this discussion about, I think it was Danny Garcia mentioned in a, in a, in a tweet, how we're building a fan base. We're trying to grow the league. Well, you don't say that if, if attendance is, is really doing great and it, right. and it's, and it's making money. Yeah. So, and the um, other part of that too is if you're going to say that, hey, make sure you're able to get merchant, you know, people that are ordering their their stuff, you know, instead of saying a lot of fans are posting, hey, I'm having issues with my order. They can't get me my order. It's like you're building a fan base and you can't even get swag to your, to the people that you need to attract to the league. Yeah. I mean, it, that it's all, it all, it all falls in the, in the same thing. This is a, I mean, the, the NFL is a well-oiled machine. They have a lot of people involved. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people, and those lot of people have a lot of responsibility that makes them all a lot of money. So it's really, with attendance, 
with ratings. It's really all, all going to come down to is what, what are they, what needs to be done? What can be done and what can we do to, you're not going to mitigate losses because the only right. way to mitigate, the only way to mitigate losses is to do something that could affect the on-field product. And you're not going to do anything with player safety. The one thing I will give Vince McMahon a lot of credit for with the original XFL is he lost a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. He tried to do things first class everywhere. Right. Like the NBC, like granted, it was the wrestling stick, and that's what that's how he made all his money. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that hurt a lot of his credibility, but he was not afraid to spend money. Right. Yeah. So and I'm not I'm, and I'm not I'm not saying that the this XFL edition is not is not trying to spend money, but I'm really curious because it was about the show Vince put on. So Vince wasn't necessarily worried about losing money per se. Obviously he didn't want to lose money. Right. But it was also about the show he put on. Yeah. And I'm I'll be curious to see if attendance doesn't improve overall, which it should based based on you would think, yeah. With San Antonio's home games coming up, St. Louis's home games, so overall the league would go up. But it's really curious on where these uh, ratings go to help offset. Because I mean, the one thing the XFL has that really nobody's talking about is expense side of things. Yeah. To bring bring 50 players and 10 coaches and all their stuff on the road. That is an incredible amount of money. And that is that, that is money and logistics. I mean, just, I mean, to move any amount of people anywhere, you know, with equipment and I'm my only experience is being deployed. So I know what that entailed, but when you're moving a football team, yeah, all that stuff and everything, I'm just so much money is involved. Um, yeah, but yeah, we don't know, obviously. And it's not a publicly held corporation or anything, so we're not going to know those numbers. So you know, but yeah, you know, I I would I would think that they 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 because the the first the second XFL, they reported losses about 200 million before they went bankrupt and everything. Um so we at least you have that as kind of your baseline. So you figure that's probably what they're going to lose if not more with inflation now. I mean, and, and, and if you look, you, you can find like you can find what um, NFL teams spend on travel and things like that. There's different groups that that publish some stuff like that. So, I mean, just looking at you're looking at logistics of I mean, obviously, if you charter a plane, that's right. a that's going to be a, a minimum cost right there. So it, it I mean, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if it's under one hundred thousand dollars a road trip. To, yeah. to put that, to take that many people, right. everything you need, you're gonna stay somewhere. You got team yeah. meals, and you're gonna stay at a place that's not crap and at least somewhat first class. Yeah. You know, uh, and we're not even talking. I mean, we're talking like a residence inn somewhere where it's yeah. not bad. It's you know, it's not first class, but at the same time, it's you know, it's doable. Still, still two hundred dollars a night. Like I mean, yeah. it, 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 exactly. It's not, oh I mean, no. It's not, I mean, this isn't this isn't minor league hockey that I some of my, some of my working background is where you get the first night free because the home team has to provide uh, it. Like, well, you've got so, I'm sure you've got some great slap shots like stories about about those I mean, times. I have a few. <laughs> I have a few, but no, it's. I mean, it it. I'm just curious. It, it it's been the football has been for me. The football has been better than I expected. Football has been fun. Great. It's been great. Yes. I didn't know what it, it just like, I didn't know what to expect, Yeah. but it, it, it's um, seeing where this goes with the crowds, with television and with how the TV crews interact. Yeah. Like I, I, I would like to see them just be, just be broadcasters and not so much cheerleaders. Yeah. But I understand what the league is doing. I understand how that operates, right. but it it's, it's like everybody knows when they're a cheerleader. Like it just, it's just like, just, yeah, it, it comes across at times very much like a cheerleader, but at the same time, I, 
I do. I try not to really complain too much about that because I understand where they're coming from. They're all getting paid by yep. the league. Yep. You know, it, I mean, it, you're not going to see broadcasts like you do, say, with the CFL, where, you know, occasionally you're going to have a CFL commentator speaking what's on their mind. It doesn't happen. I mean, when Milt Spiegel, when Milt Stiegel speaks or um, Matt Dunnigan speaks, Often what they're saying is what's on their mind, but they do it in such a way that they they don't do it to offend anybody. But with the XFL, yeah, it's they're definitely on the company dime. So you, it's all it's all sun it's all sunshine and roses with. But that's okay. You know what? Because again, the football has been good, and the innovations from the league on the field. It, I mean, you're going to see the NFL. I think probably this coming season start taking some of those innovations that the XFL is starting, which is, that's what we I love about these spring leagues because mm-hmm. it is a bit of a laboratory, but you're going to see that come X, um, NFL time. If not this season, definitely by next season. And my biggest, one of my, I'm liking two things when it comes to the XFL, <clears throat> when it comes to innovations on the field, the, the conversion after the touchdown, you got, the one, the two, or the three, and, you know, you're not kicking it, you're running it in. I think that is a great – that's something that the NFL should adopt. And the kickoffs. I like how they're doing the kickoffs. That makes – I mean, I, I mean, still a kickoff, but mm. you're not having guys run at each other at high speed like rockets. Somebody's trying to rip somebody's head off. I, I like the kickoffs a lot. I think that would be great. I think the, I think the ELF – the EFL uses them because I thought I saw that that this past year, but um, I, I I like the kickoff. It can be just as exciting. You'll you'll see just just as good of returns. Um, but I I agree 100 with what you said. It less it just seems like the less likelihood of injuries because you're not coming down. I mean, the smart thing. The first step was getting rid of the wedge, so they got rid yeah. of that. Um, and now I think. I think it just it just makes sense. I mean, it, the players are faster, stronger than they've ever been, and we're we're getting more injuries because of that. I mean, these right. they're, they're just they're just crushing each other, and it's just not good. Yeah, yeah, no. And you know, it's funny. Now I'm sitting here thinking of there's one innovation you remember back when the World League of American Football came about. Do you remember the helmet cam? Yep. I'm surprised. Was there a helmet cam in the first XFL? Do you recall? I don't. It was long enough. I would almost, I would almost say, it, it would seem like something they would do. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it just it seemed right up their alley. Right. But I don't remember it per se. I mean, I'm I'm trying to scan through the games I watched. But that was yeah. I hate to say twenty years ago. Oh but, yeah. Um, but I'm but, surprised. And the reason why I bring it up, I'm surprised that we haven't seen that yet. Because I mean, let's face it, the technology now is as such you can put a, a camera on, you can't even see the cameras nowadays, and with wireless technology. So I just thought it was funny we haven't seen that angle. They, because there was a lot of things that we've learned over, you know, spring leagues have done over the years, but that's been the one innovation from years past that hasn't been brought forward. Not that we need to see it, but it's just, I, you know, because the XFL has done a lot of these other innovations great. I would have thought they would have brought that back. So I'll be curious to see maybe if the USFL does it come, uh, I, come April. I would, yeah, I, I would be curious if that's where, if that's brought up at one of the next like collective bargaining agreements, because I it wouldn't be something that the owners could just say, hey, uh, every team's going to have someone wearing a helmet cam or having a cam on them. But yeah. I can see that if the owners, want it then they'd have to give something up so it'll, it'll be yeah. it'll, it'll be curious because it just it just how just how it works it's, it's a game we yeah. watch but it's a business for those who play and right well i mean it goes back to i mean you know back when uh ed sable asked hank stram to put a uh wear a wire for the super bowl and just how groundbreaking that was so but yeah now the helmet cam and everything i mean honestly i don't need to see the helmet cam but I would not be surprised to see them bring it back, but if they do, it's going to be a lot better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, these innovations that the XFL have have done, you know, since the season started, 
I think have been great. I mean, especially those conversions and the kickoff and, and everything. I, I wouldn't be surprised if sooner or later we're going to see drones. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Because, because, it's, so, it's so, it's so clear. However, that right above the field and just, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. We, cause we, I mean, let's face it. We do in the, we do now live in the age of science fiction. Yep. And I'm reminded of that pretty much every day here in Japan. And there's some things here that are, are, I don't know, Japan's an interesting place at times. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's a bit of a, there's quite a bit of retro futurism here. It's hard to explain, but you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of, you got old tech with new tech, but yeah, yeah, it's really hard. So that's a whole nother conversation. Um, so anyway, um, so let's talk about where we're going. So we we're going into, we're getting to, to the midway point for the season. So one of the things that the rock and they announced, I can't remember if it was last this past week or the week before, but the championship game is going to be held in San Antonio. And so when I heard that news, my first question was why San Antonio, why not St. Louis? Because of all the cities that I think have earned a right to host a championship game, I think it's St. Louis. I think it's, to me, it was like almost a slap in the face to the Battlehawks fans for all their support. Cost and availability. Okay. I think I think that's what it comes right down to it. Okay. I mean, I think it, it's I think it really comes down to what for that weekend, what's available, right? And how much and how much will it cost them? Yeah. Well, that's exactly. why I'm glad we're having this conversation because you you give me I'm like oh I didn't even think about that yeah you're right yeah. didn't even think about that and then one and that one one thing about the ratings and, and coming up I I completely forgot about is we are coming into a uh, very um, big sporting event that happens this month uh-huh. that'll be starting that'll be starting this weekend is they have it? they have conference tournaments. Yeah, and then the week, the next few weekends, the next three, four weekends is then the the NCAA tournament. So that'll yeah. be really, really interesting to see how the league stands up against against the end. I mean, that was one of the big. Obviously, there's multiple reasons why the why the first XFL folded, but uh, they they were crushed, <laughs> crushed by the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, so yeah. It'll be, but. For the championship game, I mean, it, it seemed like the St. Louis Stadium came about later because that's it, it seemed like they got the, that um, week four is their first home game. I'm, I'm curious what the availability is. I know okay. the city is really, really tries to use that place um, as much as they can. They do quite a bit there. Um, yeah. So I'm, wonder, I'm wondering – if it was $100,000 a game previously, I'm assuming that number didn't go down for this this time around. Mm-hmm. And and for a championship game, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what, what that would cost. But if they went to San Antonio, um, my gut tells me is a, a less of a risk to okay. play there financially. You know- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it may, and, and that makes and San, and San Antonio and, is a good place too. I mean, yeah. it's not. And, and and you have a couple. And you have granted, it's all about winning. In that, seems like it's it's closer to a couple of the teams, so be less travel if. That's true. That's makes a good it. point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, we don't know. I mean, it's only you know, we're still kind of early to even be talking playoffs yet. That'll probably be mm. you know probably next week we can start kind of get an idea of who's going to be who's looking who's going to be who's looking like they're in and who's going to be on the bubble and who's looking who's out we know two teams are oh and two teams are oh and three right make sure i know the vipers are oh and three yeah <laughs> hey god i'm looking at the vipers and uh yeah the guardians yeah they're they're oh and three so yeah just you know and talking about that so right now let's talk let's you know let's talk standings and everything so you got the def- so right now it's shaping up here. If the playoffs were held today, it'd be the defenders and the battle hawks and the roughnecks and the renegades. With uh-huh. you know, I mean, and then yeah, so everybody's either two and one or three and oh. 
Um, but you know, that's, we're going into the fourth week. So that, that definitely we're, we're, we're quite a bit away, you know, we're a ways away from figuring out who's winning divisions yet. Cause that could easily change. Oh. Um, now talking about stadiums and everything, let me ask you, let me get your opinion on this. When it comes to the stadium situations with all these teams, could you see next season, the XFL going, okay, we're going to get out of the major stadiums and we're going to go smaller stadiums, much like DC's done to go into the soccer specific stadiums. <clears throat> you know, you're not going to have obviously NFL type crowds, but at least you're going to have a close. I mean, that game in DC, just like you didn't read, I mean, you're like, oh, wow, it sure seemed like there were a lot more people there than. I'm like, okay, that's the way uh, to me. I don't know. I just, I got a great feel when I saw that crowd going, okay, yeah, there's only 16,000 here, but man, it sure feels like it's a bigger crowd. So I'm just, I, I went, I don't know. I'm curious if they're going to try to, you know, in those markets that they're struggling in, especially say with Seattle, I don't know if Seattle's, well, obviously Seattle stadium wide, there's, they're kind of limited on their options, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like Arlington, could they go? I mean, I don't know. I just would they, or even Houston could go. They go to a smaller stadium. I mean, there's probably in, in Texas, there's probably some tremendous high school stadiums to yeah. play in. But I, it, it comes down. It'll come down to when they're when they're looking at facilities and, and leasing is cost, yeah. availability, and then what can they do with that? Right. Like, will they? It, it, can they sell beer? What do they, what do they get from that? Um, right. They're probably in, I would say they're in Arlington because that's their home base. Right. And it's probably the best deal stadium wise that they have for all of them. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming, I'm, uh, I mean, if St. Louis is about a hundred, if St. Louis is a hundred thousand dollars a game, I can't see how Seattle is less. I mean, I just, right. I'm just looking at these, at, at the cost and what your options are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've done this before you've looked yeah. at this stuff so, in your, in your career. Yeah. And, and Seattle plays where the Sounders do. So it's not like they can go to a small right. place. Well, that's that, why when I said that, I opened my mouth, I go, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, the Sounders play in the same stadium, you know, as, as the, as the Seahawks do and the sea dragons do. Yeah. So it, it just, yeah. and obviously Vegas is just Vegas. I mean, they're, they're, they picked the only, it seemed like they picked the only option they had. I mean, right. Sam, Sam Boyd is just 20 years older now. It wasn't a great stadium 20 years ago. I mean, I, I think I it's was, on the verge of being torn down anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was out there six years ago and it, it didn't look great six years ago. So right. who knows what it looks like now? Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't see, I don't see the, the Raiders letting them get anywhere near that, near that place. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't see the – I understand that there's a working agreement between the XFL and NFL. I just don't see the NFL helping them at all. No, I don't see them helping anybody at all. The only league they – the only league the NFL has ever helped has been the CFL. And that was a measly $3 million loan. But when it comes to the CFL and the NFL, there's tradition, and the NFL has mm -hmm. been on record stating they don't want to see the CFL. They do not want to invade – cfl territory they do not want to see the cfl fold it's they've made that clear you know for 50 60 yeah. you know i mean that, that you know but with the xfl yeah it's yeah i don't see them helping then what the nfl is going to do is going to take what they can from the xfl and it's like you guys you know keep doing what you're doing you guys are doing great we're taking notes and we're gonna yeah so again when it comes to the you know, 2024, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of the innovations from the XFL make their way to the, uh, to the NFL. And lastly, before we, uh, before we, we go real quickly, there was the news about unionization with the players. Now that's something I'm a little unfamiliar with because I've always been under the impression that anybody who plays, and this happened, I think in the USFL too. Okay. I always, it was always my assumption based upon over the years, every, 
that I know every player on in professional doesn't mean if it's professional baseball, football, whatever, is basically an independent contractor. At least that's how it has always been presented to me. How do you think unionization is going to work in a league that only plays about 10 weeks? Is that, I mean, what, what, what am I missing here? It, educate me, I guess, if, you, if you're able to. I would say with the union, unionization angle, is what what can it do um, to ensure the same practice facilities? The okay. same there, there there's things like there's honest, I mean there's only been one team I've ever worked for that didn't have a union. Um, really, minor league hockey's minor league hockey is unionized. Um, Indoor and outdoor lacrosse. I mean, the, all, all these different leagues have them. Mm. Um, obviously, it, it's not to the level of a, a football and baseball and basketball where money is get money gets contributed by the league and that goes towards um, once you hit a threshold in games, then you're receiving money later in life because of that. But there's hope. There's probably health sure health insurance. Um, if you play enough games in the NFL, you get a you get a level of insurance. Okay. That part of that. So, for the for the for this level, I honestly see it more of protection uh, for players when it comes to health side, maybe practice facilities. Just get get everything on a on a level playing field to allow okay. these allow these players the best chance for success. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, that's something, you know, that's you know, when we started this podcast here, I knew there was going to be a lot of things as we went along and that's how it's gone along in all the podcasts I've done in the last got almost two years now there, I've realized not so much how much I know, but how much I don't know. And that's a whole subject that I did not know. I'm like, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, this, I mean, I, I was in a union briefly when, when I was with the County agency. So I knew how unions worked there. But yeah, that whole with the whole player unionization thing, it was like, okay, this is new to me. So I didn't, I, you know, I didn't want to go off half cocked or anything on social media, spouting off things I don't know about. And as I'm learning too, there's a whole lot of things with ratings that I don't know about. But when it comes to ratings, I always go back to the numbers. I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's still a bad number though. It's, it's it's not a good look, but you know, it's the numbers aren't horrible, but at the same time, the XFL is not reaching the number of eyeballs, at least mm-hmm. ratings wise that they did previously, what, three years ago, but there was also streaming back then too. So, but again, we, there's a lot of things we, there's a lot of things we know, but as Donald Rumsfeld said, there's a lot of things that we don't know that we don't know. And I think that's kind of where we're at when it comes to, not only the XFL, but spring football now at this day and age, there's a lot of things people are learning. And, you know, when it comes to business model, when it comes to TV, it rate. So that also too, and I think right before we hit the record button here, I kind of made a comment to somebody. I'm like, okay, okay. So for instance, okay. My brother-in-law is a TV personality. Okay. He has his, uh, you know, He's a TV personality. He's very popular on YouTube. I know he makes, you know, that's where that's where he's going to. He's also on network TV. Or I'm sorry, he's not so much on network TV, but he's on cable TV. And I'm seeing this shift with everybody over to YouTube. And so my question is, is can would the X would it be? Why doesn't the XFL or are these a lot of these, just go on YouTube and, and, and get paid with advertise and get paid from the advertisements on YouTube? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm again, maybe I'm just I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I see all the all the people who are doing the YouTube stuff that are making money, they're able to quit their jobs because they're getting a paycheck from YouTube. Why doesn't the these the XFL do it? I know some of the arena leagues, smaller the like I think the champions indoor football league. And if I'm not mistaken, the indoor football league is also on YouTube. 
is 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 there do you see i don't know nfl's going to you nfl uh youtube tv too so i don't know i'm uh i'm, I'm quickly realizing here how much as i asked the question here there's there's a lot of things here i don't really know so the the youtube is is a fascinating fascinating model because it works for individuals yeah i'm not sure how well it'll work because you need to grow um my brother-in-law uh does all of our all of his kids hockey games and before he can even even make a penny from them they he needs to get a certain number of subscribers okay and it's based on that. Now he could he could probably go out and get some advertising, but let's yeah. be honest, the kids are 12 to 18 years old. And they're playing youth hockey where they live, so he's doing it more for the kids to see it. Um, but then, with professional sports, you have to be careful because, believe it or not, there are groups that just look for you to look and listen for live music. Oh, which, yeah. which then they can then contact YouTube and that'll be taken off the air. Okay. So it, and that happened, that happens quite a bit actually with minor league sports. Uh, the soccer really? team. I, yep. The, the soccer team I worked for, um, we did our games live uh, through YouTube. Uh, okay. The league, league created its own platform, but it was housed on YouTube. Okay. So we had to be careful <clears throat> because if a song played too long in the stadium, and it was heard on the YouTube broadcast, then we then we would be contacted and all of a sudden you need to pay us XYZ amount of money because you don't have the rights to play this song. And we pair ASCAP fees and all that stuff. But it, it's it's a it's a crazy, it's a crazy business. And then okay. YouTube and I think for the most part the sports teams want that nice big um, big check for the rights fees and right. let anyone else. Now you're okay. gonna you're gonna see that shift with with Major League Baseball with the regional sports networks going under mm-hmm. where they're gonna take that and then get that to you. But I think they're gonna use their own own platform per se than to partner with somebody else when they start getting this. And you get the YouTube game of the week or whatever the case may be. Right. But um I, I I can see definitely streaming, but I just don't not sure. Unless, unless they're getting money directly from YouTube, that they're going to go that route per se. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this conversation because I didn't know. I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, why? Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. I'm, you know, and I'm older than you, so I, I always like learning from a younger guy. So, well, listen, everybody. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, it's almost time for you to go because it's getting light over there in uh, in New York, mm. over in upstate New York. And how much snow have you guys gotten? Uh, I probably, probably six inches so far. It's okay. win- so it's no big. It, it's winter. It's supposed yeah. to do this. well. Six inches up there is like six inches in Wisconsin. It's what we call a dusting. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that it's that mixture of of wet, and now it's getting colder. So now it starts oh. to rain. Oh, I don't miss that at all. I do not miss that at all. So, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, everybody. Hey, everybody who's tuned in. Uh, hey, thank you very much for listening. And if you're looking for the show, we are on, I mean, social media wise, we're at XFL America. And again, that's where I post my stupid memes and basically try to gin up a little bit of, of controversy. And every now and then I'll, I'll take somebody off, but that's okay. It's all, it's all in good fun too. Nobody should be taking it seriously. And, uh, you know, when I call out, you know, and the other part I like doing the social media is, I don't know, maybe am I the only one out there that like goes on? And this is probably because of the time difference too. Cause I've got, I have nobody to talk football during with during the day. So I'm constantly on, on the internet, but I'm always looking for articles about the XFL that are outside of, you know, your newsrooms and your news hubs. Um, are you seeing a lot of people doing that or am I the only one? Only ESPN. Okay. Well, cause I'm, I'm, what I do is I do basically like a deep dive on the news. So there's a lot of news out there about the XFL, but it's just not, 
it seems like it's not getting out of there on social media. I mean, there's um, local papers are covering it, but you know, as I, you know, it's a conversation I had not too long ago, but the, you know, newspapers are kind of dying too. I mean, that's the, the, the landscape on with newspapers and websites has changed too. So, but anyway, with all that said, I will, uh, I will, we will bid everybody adieu here and, uh, we will be back with you next week. Hopefully ratings go up. Hopefully attendance goes up and hopefully the games are all the, basically, hopefully all the games this week come down to a field goal. That would be perfect. Be perfect. So, all right, everybody, thank you very much tuning in for XFL info wars. And, um, hopefully next week we'll, you know, be nice to have a little controversy and there's stuff we didn't even talk about, like the playbook stuff. Uh, God, what, oh yeah, the ejections. So we didn't even get to that, but hopefully, hopefully there's some, you know, controversy we can talk about next week that, uh, you know, will get us off the topic of ratings and attendance. So for everybody tuning in, thank you very much. And we will be back with you next week. Bye-bye. Okay. Where are you? I'm over here. eh? No. Okay, like, here we are at Peter's Donuts. Oh, take off. We are not. Three. We are. Why? Oh, thanks. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for blowing it. No, you're right. It's three. Oh, no, no. No, it's three in the morning, and we're at what? Whose Donuts? Uh, Peter's Donuts. Oh, Peter's Donuts. There, she's at the till now. She'll see us in a minute. You want your favorite donut? Hey, hey, over here. I'll get us booted out. Oh, good going. Hey, over here for donuts. Don't listen to him, eh? He's a, he's a hoser. What kind of donut you order? Uh, a, a Kreller. No, I want uh, pineapple filled. <laughs> yeah. I like raised chocolate in the evening and pineapple overnight. Okay, one pineapple filled donut. Thanks. And a six pack of Krillers. A six? Yeah, for me, eh? I, I didn't have any dinner. And you, you're not gonna have any breakfast either. Oh, and two coffees, yeah. I'll make his uh black and mine's uh triple sugar and triple cream boy go to the dentist okay i have a topic okay while we're waiting go okay you know okay in the great white north it went metric right yeah before anywhere else in the world right yeah so like a lot of people don't know how to uh how to figure out metric right okay so me neither okay i'll teach it so there's a um a fast way which is to double it and add 30, okay? So, like, if it's, let's say, on the radio, it says, okay, so today it'll be cloudy and 5 degrees. So how do you do it? You go, you double it, 5, 5 is 10, you add 30. 30 yeah. and 10 is 40. It's the old 40 degrees. So when you say 5 degrees, 40. Like, how many beers would that be if you want, like, a six-pack in metric? 6, 6, 12, and 30, four, uh, 42 beers. 42 oh. metric beers. Well. That's good for me, eh? Yeah. I count me in on metric. Yeah, and back bacon, if like normally you eat a pound, right? Yeah. So in metric, you double it as two, and 30 is 32 kilos of back bacon. Yeah, that but w- what if the speed limit is like 50 miles an hour? Eh? Yeah. Then what do you do? Double, double it, it? 100 and add 30? Yeah. So you can go 130 miles an no, hour? No, not miles. 130 kilometers an hour. Would you get a ticket if you were going that fast? No. Well, that's good, because we're getting one now. Look. Jesus. Donut places. The guy's got ten tables in three spots. Yeah, well, it was your idea to park on the Take street. Take off, Jose. you drove. Let's go. You Get go. From... You go talk to the guy. Give the cops donuts, and they won't give us tickets. Hey, cops, want donuts? You you pay for the donuts. I'll go talk to the cops. All cops, listen to this album. Don't give us tickets. Yeah, at least not at a donut place, eh? Come on, it's we'll give you donuts if you don't give us a ticket. Yeah, we'll mail them to you. Again, let's get out of here. Donut place.